You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. We are back on another episode of Hive Hoops. Yeah, baby. Okay, now you guys know I can't sing. All right, right, right off the top. Now you guys know I can't sing. Some of you listeners tuning in, just waiting to hear some basketball right off the jump, and that's how you start? That's how it goes? Some of y'all were like, hell no, I'm out of here. I ain't listening to this today. But glad to have you back on. We're singing because the Hornets won. It hasn't happened often. We're singing today. That's what we're going to do. Okay, I did it, but no more singing. But it did come at a cost. LaMelo Ball goes back down with his third injury on the season. We're going to talk a little bit about Mark Williams. He did something that hasn't been done in 40 years. Coach Steve Clifford setting a franchise record for wins. We're going to get into that. Possibly some other things that Cliff said earlier in the week. Thanks for jumping on another episode of Hive Hoops. Starting off, the Hornets win 122-117 in Houston last night. The battle for Wimby. Consolation prize, Scoot. Hopefully. I, I I mean, bottom three teams, same odds. So, look, winning last night wasn't a bad thing for the Hornets. I know some people, they're like, no, tank, lose everything, all this kind of stuff, right? Man, I like winning. Like, I there hasn't been much of it. So when when it actually occurs, I'm not going to be upset about it. Now, the thing that may start being a concern is if the Hornets ended up rattling, you know, 9 of 10 off. But does anybody, anybody out there see that happening at any point in the remainder of this season? Hell no. Nobody sees that. So, experiencing and celebrating a win here and there. Just enjoy it, guys. Just just so you don't lose that feeling. It's been a season of perpetual doom. LaMelo Ball went down with another injury last night. Ankles lost everywhere in Charlotte all season long. Just can't seem to get right whatsoever if Anything can go wrong. It has. So when you get a win, just be happy about it. This one win against the Rockets did nothing. Same lottery odds as the Houston Rockets, even though the Hornets are not in last place. Okay? Even if the Hornets ripped off a couple more, all right, past the San Antonio Spurs or the Detroit Pistons and then had the third worst record in the league, same lottery odds to get the number one pick, even in that position, as the worst team in the league. So, long story short, celebrate the wins, guys. Remember what it feels like. Don't lose that feeling because that's what you want. That's what you strive for. That's why we're so pissed this season is because there hasn't been enough winning. And so when when the wins do come, celebrate. 
sing a little. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm done. I'm done singing. All right, so LaMelo Ball does go back down with his third injury of the season. So last night's win did come at a cost, and that cost is more than likely LaMelo Ball development in his third season. Because what this season had basically turned into at this point, 20-plus games under five hundred in the middle of January, no hope for this season. It's all gone. It's all lost. The remaining hope, the, the glimmer of hope that still does exist, is player development. And there's not a player on the team that you want to continue developing more than LaMelo Ball. Now, obviously, there are some other guys. Some of you may argue with that. Some of you may say, no, I want Mark Williams to develop more so than LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball is pretty advanced in his game. I want Jalen McDaniels to continue developing. I want Bryce McGowan's to develop. I want James Booknight to develop. Those players and such, right? But the one player that unlocks this team through developing further is LaMelo Ball. And so, yes, he's averaging good numbers, 24 and 8. His rebounds are a little bit down this year. I think he's hovering around four and a half, five rebounds. I didn't check the stats. Forgive me. Uh, but off the top of my head, I know it's in that range. Um but you want to see his decision-making getting better. You want to see his finishing at the rim, welcoming contact in the paint, not avoiding contact, trying to skirt around it, finish niftily. It's a good word. But you want him to absorb com contact, fight through it, finish at the rim, get to the line, even if he doesn't finish, and just be smarter situationally. All right, LaMelo Ball plays the same way in the first minute of the game as he does in the last. And some people would say that's a good thing. Aggressive, if he sees it, he takes it. But there are different moments for different actions in a basketball game. And so that's what you want to see out of LaMelo Ball. And so last night's win does come at a cost. I don't know if we're going to see LaMelo Ball again this year I don't know if we should see LaMelo Ball again this year and so that's the biggest detriment is that further development of LaMelo Ball will not take place now there's still a lot of season left I mean we're looking at two and a half months remaining and so is LaMelo going to miss two and a half months last night after the game per Rod Boone uh Rod Boone said that he spoke with LaMelo, said that this one didn't feel like the previous two. So that is a good sign for a possible return. I just can't see rushing LaMelo uh, ball back. So for what? I mean, yes, development. I, I just spoke in favor of LaMelo ball development this season. But man... The way this season is gone, the way things are going, I mean, rushing LaMelo Ball back cannot be an option. You cannot rush LaMelo Ball back from this injury. P.J. Washington just straight up came down on it with all 220 pounds of his body. I mean, just all of it. 
I think PJ actually weighs a little bit more than that. And, I mean, it looked bad when the replay, you you saw LaMelo go down. (laughs) What I thought was funny, Mason Plumley, while he, after he threw the ball in, he, like, tried to help LaMelo up, and LaMelo just, like, threw him off of him. Like, LaMelo was like, get off me, man. Like, no. Just got my ankle stepped on. Mason didn't know. But it was funny because LaMelo's like, nah, this isn't like a, oh, I just fell down. Like, I, like I'm legit hurt. And Mason Plumlee just coming over and LaMelo just throws it. Like, get off me, bro. Um, Can't rush LaMelo ball back, though. Cannot happen. He needs to take all the time to heal. I do not think that we will see LaMelo ball before the All-Star break. So that is ending any chance of him sliding into that All-Star game as a reserve for any injured players or anything like that. I'm not sure he would have gotten in anyways. 12 wins on the resume just doesn't quite move people to give players all-star bids. Um, But I don't think we're going to see him before then. And then at that point, you're looking at less than two months remaining in the season. We'll see. We'll see where this progresses. I'm sure we'll hear more about this today. Uh, but hearing that from LaMelo per Rod Boone last night was a good sign. So maybe he can, uh, get back further develop, do some things, but I would not blame this organization one bit for shutting him down or LaMelo ball, honestly, because risking another injury, a more devastating injury, one that where he could miss time next season on a, what 15 win team at that point, by the time he comes back. I just uh, I just don't know, man. I just don't know. Training staff, we saw LaMelo even before he got stepped on, jumped on, whatever you want to call it, from P.J. Washington. He was on the bench. He seemed to hurt his wrist because LaMelo's notoriously been playing with that wrist since he broke it season one in his rookie year. And there's film where you can see where LaMelo's sitting on the bench and the training staff is tending to his wrist, and you see LaMelo jump out of his seat. And you're like, oh, my gosh, like, what's going on? But LaMelo, he ends up going back in the game, and it just it raises this question again. I tweeted out from Hornets' lead account earlier in the week. This, this, this training staff needs to be under investigation for what they're doing this season. I mean – this just seems like malpractice at this point. You have Cody Martin go down. Uh, well, not go down, but he's out missing a couple games with knee soreness. And now I do want to preface it with this. Knee soreness is nothing like it happens. All right, guys come back from injury. Uh, they start playing on, uh, you know, whatever, you know, what was previously injured, whether that be a knee, an ankle, shoulder, whatever it is, you're getting shots up, you're jumping, you're rebounding, you're defending, you're sliding, all of those things. And so it's natural that there may be some some soreness in some cases, but with this medical staff this year, with LaMelo Ball saying that he returned early, that if Dennis Smith Jr. hadn't gone out, he probably wouldn't have come back earlier in the season just to get re-injured. Dennis Smith Jr. going out multiple times, Gordon Hayward going down three separate times as well, still being out currently. Last night, being stepped on isn't the training staff's fault. 
Okay. That's it it's just not. But when LaMelo Ball's on the bench and he's twisting his wrist and you look at that and you tend to it and you are pushing on different points to see where there may be a possible injury and you see the guy jump out of his chair, that might be a sign that dude doesn't need to go back in the game. It's just an idea. It's just a thought. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not. And there's been too many. There's been too many damn people who have tried to be medical professionals the last three years. Way too many. People don't know what they're talking about. Leave it to the professionals, all of those things. And so I don't want to step into a realm that I really don't know what I'm talking about, but I do have eyes. And so when my eyes see LaMelo holding that wrist mid-play, he came down and he just dribbled with the offhand while he still had his wrist. I can't remember if it was left or right, but he had his injured wrist like up by his belly button, just kind of holding it there. And then you see the video of him jumping out of his seat when the medical training staff pushes on his wrist. Man, come on. Come on. We're playing the Rockets. 11-win team. It's literally the battle for Wimby. Last place is on the line. He didn't need to go back in, and then he does go back in, and what happens? He gets stepped on, rolls his ankle again, and then now quite possibly going to be without LaMelo Ball for an extended period of time. It's just, man, this training staff just seems – Stan Van Gundy started saying some stuff on Twitter, and there's a funny uh, back and forth with uh, he and KD. KD's like, you spit and stand, and then he, like, starts defending himself, and KD's like, nah, man, bro, like, I agree with you, Stan. He had to put it in, like, Van Gundy's word, like, vernacular that he would understand. It was, pre- it was pretty funny. But Van Gundy was going on about how, like, players are getting more injured today, it seems, than back in the day when regimens were more difficult, more practices. Like not like travel uh, schedules and things like that were much more difficult. They weren't doing the the logistical work that the NBA is doing now. More training, guys sitting back to backs, different things. And he was talking about how there's more injuries today. And I, you know, one of the first things that comes to mind there is this medical training staff in Charlotte, and just what's gone on this season has just been. It's been it's just been bad. And if the if there's been an urging from the coaching staff, because look, this team, I know there's been a lot of tank talk this season. This team has not actively tanked for a second all year long. This team has been chasing wins. They've been bringing injured guys back too early. This coaching staff has no focus whatsoever on the 2023 NBA draft. None. There is none. That's what the scouts do. That's what the GM does. This coaching staff is trying to chase wins. That's what they're doing. That's what they've been doing all year long. And so if there's been an urging from this coaching staff to get these guys back, I mean, they need to wear some blame as well. I know I've stated this on this episode before. It just, 
it keeps happening. And I know that some of these players want to get back on the floor too. So I'm not just trying to pass all the blame on the training staff. Believe me, I'm really, truly not. These players want to play as well. LaMelo Ball wants to play. He doesn't want to be in street close. Okay? I believe that Dennis Smith Jr. wanted to get back on the floor. He was nearly out of the league. The guy wants to play the sport that he loves. Cody Martin missed the entire beginning of the season. He wanted to get back on the floor. He's back off of it now. He wants to play. All right? Gordon Hayward, we don't know. Okay? He's the he's the one variable. We don't know if Gordon Hayward wants to play or not. Right now, he looks like he's chilling. Looks like he's he's fine. Okay? He's looked like that the past couple of years as well. And so, the players play a role as well. But, man, there has to be a point where the medical staff says, look, you don't need to go back in. We need to wait another week. We need to wait another two weeks. Because if you further injure this, you're just it, it's weak still. Give it another week, man. Give it another two. But we just continue seeing these things in Charlotte all year long. If something can go wrong, it's going wrong. Mark Williams. Mark Williams did something last night that has not been done in 40 years. 40! That's a long time. I don't know if you guys know this or not. That is four decades. And so, Mark Williams became the first player since Herb Williams. It's a good name drop right there. Since 19, in 1983, he put up 17 points, five blocks in under 20 minutes. I think the part that needs to be highlighted here is the under 20 minutes part. Mark Williams had his best game of his career to date. He did. I mean, defensively, he was affecting everything at the rim. He was swatting stuff. If this game had been played in the Spectrum Center, everybody would have been getting free nugs. Everybody. You'd have been going to Chick-fil-A today, getting that free, uh, what is it, nine-piece? Nine-piece, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You'd been getting that free nine-piece from Chick-fil-A today with all the blocks that were happening last night. But it was at the Toyota Center in Houston, so no free nugs. Sorry, everybody. Under 20 minutes. And so I had people messaging me last night, friends, uh, other content creators, guys who aren't even, like, don't even cover the Hornets, just like, bro, why don't the Hornets play Mark Williams more? First-round pick, 11-34, and 34, well, 12 wins now. Like, what's going on? Why like why does Mason Plumley keep getting this nod so much? It's because Mason Plumley's been playing well. Um, number one. But at this point, it's Mark Williams season. It just is what it is. So I'm I'm not trying to take away from what Mason Plumley has done this season. All right. We all need to basically rescind anything that we've said about Mason Plumley prior that stated that he didn't need to be playing this season, he's earned it. He worked – I mean, Mason Plumley has put in the work. Free throws, 
offensively, he's actually looking to finish at the rim, which is something that he did not do last season whatsoever. If he became a foot in the paint, he was looking to kick out for a three each and every time. But this season, he's looking to finish. Uh, rebounding, he's crashing the boards. He's grabbing offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds. Mason Plumlee's playing well. But, man, we're 20-plus games under 500. It's time. It's time to move Mason Plumley, get a second-round pick for him, move him to a team that needs a solid backup center, and insert Mark Williams. There should be zero games left this season where Mark Williams plays under 20 minutes. Zero. The Hornets may have their future center. Now, the Charlotte Hornets did play the Houston Rockets last night. So, Shangoon is good. I like Shangoon. I, 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 he's really skilled offensively. He's got good feet. Uh, he has real post moves. He's a big man with real post moves. If Shangoon had grown up in the 90s and beefed up a little bit, could have been a player. Now, even in the 2020s, Shangoon can still be a really good player because he's really good offensively and he's worked defensively, obviously. But, and then of course, um, Usman Garuba was in there as well. So he's extremely raw still. And so Mark Williams wasn't playing the premier players in the league. He was holding his own last night, uh, even, even still. And more Mark Williams, man. More Mark Williams. As well as Plumlee's played, move him. He's not in the future plans of this organization. Get him out of here. It is Mark Williams' season. Put him in. He affects the game defensively, which is what you want your center to do. More so than anything offensively, you want your center to affect the game defensively. He's good at sliding his feet on the perimeter. Um, he's good in the paint, protecting the rim. It's Mark Williams' season. Put him in. Since Herb Williams, no one's done what he did last night. 40 years. Let's go. It's time. Steve Clifford moved into first place in Hornets franchise history in wins last night at 208. There's some wholesome content on Twitter. The Hornets posted a video of old Cliff receiving the game ball. Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre rushing him, you know, with water bottles, maybe with the ice cooler. It was kind of hard to see. Um, but, you know, good for Cliff. It's been a tough season for him. <clears throat> like we said earlier, if anything's gone wrong, it has. <clears throat> and so it just it it sucks for Cliff. He's been doing his best, uh, maybe even pushing some players to come back early. If he's been doing that, then that's the not-so-great part. But other than that, like, he, he's been dealt a, a horrible hand this year. Uh, this probably would have led the show if Cliff had won game 208 back in November or early December. Because that would have meant that the Hornets were winning a lot earlier on in the season, being more competitive, being in the playoff race, 
different things like that. So that's why it slides all the way to the end here. Um, but congrats to Steve Clifford. There aren't many coaches who are number one in any particular franchise now. That number is pretty low because the Hornets haven't had much success throughout their franchise history. Uh, but still, Cliff is number one. Kudos to him. And then one of the things, kind of going back to the Mark Williams conversation, something Cliff said uh, following the loss to the Celtics on uh, MLK Day. Cliff in his press conference said, guys have received opportunities. The ones who are still playing did more with their time and their opportunities than the ones who are not. And so he went in, he said, this this organization's old school. That's what I like. Talking about Mitch, Cupcheck, and Michael Jordan. He said both of them are on the same page with him as far as earning minutes, not giving minutes. That when you give minutes, bad habits basically form. And so it's all about earning minutes with Steve Clifford. And he went on to say how the players who are still who are in the rotation, there's a reason that, that they are there. The ones who are not, they've had their chance and they didn't do enough with it. He says that he doesn't believe that player development only happens in games. He says that, that it can ha- happen in practice. Um you know, shoot arounds, all different aspects at uh, Greensboro down in the G League. It doesn't have to happen on the court. Um, I like what Steve Clifford said about earning minutes and not giving minutes. I truly do. I like that concept. I like that idea. Um, but man, we're 20 plus games under 500. We struggled. We, I mean, we almost blew the game last night. The Rockets cut it to three with like 35 seconds remaining after be, after the Hornets were up 10, 12, with like three minutes to go. Nearly blew the game last night. Pulled out the win. So not going to hate. But 20-plus uh, games under 500. I get that concept when you are <clears> – <throat> right around 500, maybe above, maybe a little bit under. You're still trying to get back some games. But uh, not at this point. Not at this point. And I know he's the coach. He's not the GM. It's not Cliff's fault that Plumlee's still on this roster and stealing minutes from Mark Williams. It's not on Clifford that, you know, other players are taking some of these younger guys' minutes. He's just coaching and trying to win games, and so he's trying to do the best that he can. But Hornets, Mitch Kupchak, make some moves, man. Make some moves. You still got three weeks, so I'm not. I, I, I'm not saying that you're not. But it's time for these younger guys to get in. I I I know what Steve is saying. I hear you. I understand. But at the same time, game minutes are the best way to get experience in this league. It may not be the only way, but it is the best way. And so, hopefully we see a little bit more of that going forward. 
We should see more Bryce McGowan's going forward with LaMelo Ball being out. I think that has everyone excited. This 2022 draft is really shaping up. The players that ended up in Charlotte looking pretty solid uh, outside of what was received in return for Jalen Duran. That's still just – that's still frustrating. Still frustrating. Gave up a good pick for worse picks. A lottery pick for worse picks. That's just, man. But outside of that, the players, when you just strictly talk players, looks pretty good. Looking pretty good. Looking a lot better than that 2021 draft class, I will tell you that. When JT Thor is arguably the best player that you drafted in the 2021 draft and you had three picks, including one nearly in the top 10 at 11, and another one in the top 20. Whew. People get fired for that stuff, for dropping the ball like that. But 2022 class is looking pretty good. And then hopefully that 2023 class going to be looking beautiful. That's all our hope, right? All right. Thanks for dropping in on another episode of Hive Hoops. Until next time. Adios. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoops, presented by The League. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from Hive Hoops. Hoops.